guys. It's your girl, Nicole Heels, and I am back with another episode. As you can see, I, you know, missed y'all. <laughs> For context, I did not um, have an episode out last week because like this episode, it's been on my mind for years and I had some trouble, trouble getting it out, but I really wanted this week to be this episode, you know, because I wanted it to be in order because I talked about, this is my villain era and the concept of giving people back their own energy, you know, like, and, and why people think that you're a villain for that. And I wanted to talk about that more for this episode, you know, and the title, I don't know, this is a working title, um, title, (laughs) child, but it's called, that's not yours, you know, and why it's easy to become the villain When you hand people back their own baggage. And this is something really juicy, honestly. Like, I just, this is so fun to me, you know? Like, analyzing things like this. But also, like, analyzing it to my own understanding. Understanding it from a physical... I don't even know what to call it from like a physical standpoint, but then also a spiritual standpoint, which is something that I also want to get into with this episode. But let me introduce myself for the people that are new. If this is your first time here, but you've like um, consumed my other content and like that led you here. Hello. Welcome to another aspect of the Nicole Hills Healing Community. I really hope you enjoy your stay here. This is, I have to say, like, honestly, my other, like, platforms, like, they're my babies. I love them. I love creating in general, so I hope they don't get jealous. But this is my favorite medium to share on because, like, I just love I'm able to get into the nitty gritty here, you know, I'm able to just go for an hour without feeling like guilty about like time and length, you know, cause y'all gonna listen to it because it's juicy and I'm able to actually get into the juice. (laughs) I love that. So yeah, if you're new here, but like not new to me, hello. I hope you enjoy your stay here. I really think that you will. If you do feel free to share an episode on social media, share it to your friends, share it to your story. Um, put it on Twitter and tag me. I love when y'all do that. Shoot me a DM and say how you resonated with it. Even if it's, you know, just, I resonated with this episode and thank you for, um, birthing it. (laughs) I just, I love, um, communicating with y'all like that. If this is, your first time, like, in general here, like, you don't know who I am. You're just raw-dogging me right now. Hello. I am Nicole Heels. I am a spiritual healer. I make healing content, specifically inner child healing, 
um, for multiple different platforms, including Instagram at Nicole.Heels, Twitter and TikTok are at Nicole Heels. You most likely got here from TikTok because I am blowing up over there and I'm so happy about it. Also, I am on Patreon, patreon.com slash Nicole Heels, um, where you can find articles where I write about healing, um, journal prompts, also where you know that are specifically made for healing but you can also just support me in general over there as a creator which is deeply appreciated for four dollars and 44 cents a month that's the minimum pledge if you would like to you know go higher than that child be my guest (laughs) and thank you so much in advance for it um also if you would like to make a one-time donation to support me as a creator as um, a spiritual healer for my wisdom. My Venmo and Cash App is Nicole Hugh. No, it's not. I should probably make it. That was probably the confirmation that I needed to make it at Nicole Hills. But it's N I C C C one. And yeah, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Now, let's get into the episode, honey. So, in this episode. I want to not only get into the healing side of things, you know, like usual, but also the spiritual side of things, you know, because I know I always say I'm a spiritual healer, but I never explicitly and specifically state the spiritual side of things, you know, that I'm talking about. And it's honestly because for me, healing is spiritual, you know, it's like, you're getting deeper and deeper in touch with yourself. And that's incredibly spiritual to me, you know, to explore your own inner depths, to just come back home to yourself so many times and and become more and more aware of who you are, become that helps you become more and more aware of like your inner world. And then that also affects your outer world, And that's mad spiritual to me, you know, healing is inherently spiritual. You know, my healing and my spirituality are mixed and intertwined. So I don't really think to explicitly say, oh, and the spirituality of this is X, Y, Z, because it's all just spiritual to me, honey. (laughs) But I know if you're listening to this and you're like me and you're enamored by spirituality and you may be new to it you know, and want to delve into it more and more, then I definitely want this to be the place that you do, you know? But just remember that to all my listeners, healing is spiritual, you know, because you're allowing yourself to feel. And I don't think we understand, like, how important that is, how much of a superpower that is to allow yourself to feel because so many people are walking around numb out of protection, usually from a a, a certain aspect of their childhood, you know? And I know because... I used to be that too. And I used to think that was the way to be. And I used to think that was right, you know, because I was protected. But it soon came that like, I discovered I was deeply anxious 
you know, I recently found out or started identifying with the fact that I'm a highly sensitive person, you know? And so imagine that, <laughs> like you're going through life, numb, not really knowing you numb, all this anxiety, but like thinking you're okay until like you become confused as to why you're so reactive, you know? Why are you so like, oh, why do people have to walk on eggshells around you? Why are you so easily offended by things that don't really have to do with you? Because it hits a certain part of you that believes something about yourself. So like, for example, quick example, because it's not even in the description. I know editing me is going to be like, Nicole. (laughs) But consider, um, you know, someone, someone like is talking about somebody else and they say that like, they're ugly or say that they like can't dance. (laughs) This was a big thing for me because I was just so like the aspect of dancing and expressing because I was so tightly wound you know so anxious in my body and 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 I felt so awkward in my body I did not really feel truly human and that you know displayed in the way that I danced but also when you're like made to feel shame for the way that you express in general the way, like the many ways that you express is going to come out awkward because like you're already like holding back. And then I was also made fun of for it, you know? And it got so bad that I didn't even feel comfortable dancing alone in my room. Like I do now on a daily, honey, like every second. (laughs) My parents hear the music and they're like, oh God, and hear the stomping. (laughs) But Because, like, if someone was to shame another person for dancing, I would feel that and I would, like, get so mad about it because I would feel like I'm judged. But, like, that judgment is not even for me, you know? Things like that. So, if you just identify with that, you know, maybe you got a little bit of research to do about being a highly sensitive person and and what that exactly means, you know? Because it's not just... those words like they're an actual like topic (laughs) they're not just like words by themselves you know it's an actual state of being you know our nervous systems are different they're just more sensitive and more perceptive to energy and all of that this is why feeling is important this is why because like you're able to detect that there's just something not right You're able to bring yourself from numbness, from gray blob, you know, seeing to color, a colorful world. And you're able to see the color in yourself that you were shamed for. Mm -hmm. And you're able to express that color. (laughs) Ah, I love it. I love feeling now. Before it was scary. Sometimes it it still is, but whatever, child. Anyway. You allow yourself to feel. That's why healing is spiritual. And you kind of go back in time to these wounds that are a time machine, you know? 
And you go in the past and you dress up the wounds in order for them to finally heal. And you can only do that by feeling. You know, it's in the feeling. You know, and the feeling influences or inserts, I feel like, the spiritual aspects of things. Because you got to be able to feel in order to perceive energy and how it works. You know, especially when it comes to when we feel something is off within um, side of us emotionally, even energetically. And I feel like emotions and energy, they're, oh yeah, they're like intertwined because someone said, I forgot, it's probably just a popular old saying, but emotions is energy in motion. You know, within inside of us, there are bodies way of communicating to us. And that's how you develop intuition by your body just talking to you. This is why healing is inherently spiritual. So, um, yeah, we've been feeling ever since childhood. You know, we are natural feelers as humans, which is why we use our inf- um our emotions as information, you know, to tell stories about ourselves, to communicate to our parents and caretakers. You know, before we even know what verbal language is, feeling is very natural to us, contrary, you know, to modern day (laughs) but you know contrary I feel like to the society it just starts to feel abnormal and bad and all of these negative connotations when we go through these things that we need inner child healing from (laughs) you know the emotional wounds the abandonment the emotional rejection, being made to feel shame by the people closest to us, you know, that were supposed to protect us and be there for us and and being made to feel shame for having emotions and emotional needs like closeness and connection, which are basic. And a lot of us have been made to feel like emotions aren't a priority at all and as if our physical needs are the actual priority and they're our foundation and they're part of our basic needs you know but I feel like emotional comes first definitely And that's all because people make us feel like that all because they were made to feel that way. You know, it's true to them, but it doesn't have to be true to us. And it doesn't have to be true overall. It doesn't have to be absolutely true. And that's why feeling is so important because you're able to feel when something is off. You know, you're able to feel when something is off with something that someone else is trying to make us believe, you'll see and will be able to feel how someone is trying to bombard their truth onto us and make us believe it subconsciously, you know? 
and being able to like you know be put up on that game and feel that so you can see it is really important when it comes to constructing your own inner world and making sure it consists of your own energy and your own true beliefs that actually work for you and your highest good you know because a lot of the time most of the time when people all of the time when people try to bombard their own beliefs onto us it's to serve them in some way you know usually for validation because the more people that believe it the more it's valid to them but you gotta think does it serve me and my highest good some like your body will answer that question when someone is trying to you know put their energy into you will like your body will be like this does not serve us in our highest good we gotta spit it out (laughs) you know And so it's in this underlying energetic communication that we start to interpret things in general, but also interpret emotions as bad. And because to us in our child brains, they are the things that get us in trouble. They are the things that get us in deeper trouble. You know, stop crying. I'll give you something to cry about fix your face not being able to display our anger getting beat even more and 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 isolated from and rejected even more if we show anger to things that we're allowed to be or um angry about <laughs> shout to things that if done to them they would be angry about so why can't we be angry child Come on now. Anyway, so yeah, to us and our child brains, emotions get us rejected. They get us abandoned. And they make us get isolated from, you know, isolated from the family, iced out, you know, and we detect that it's our emotions because we are made to feel like our emotions are a burden, Because the people that we're around don't know how to deal with them. But also, there's this underlying subconscious communication within ourselves, which we perceive with our child mind feeling as bad and something to not do anymore and get away from and run away from and abandon and disconnect Because we are being made to deal with these heavy emotional wounds that we don't know how to hold. Emotions are very complex. That's why there are literal, like, fields of study on it. Psychology. (laughs) You know, like, We are being made to hold these complex and heavy emotions as children. And we were not taught to hold them, but also not taught to provide space to even hold them because we mirror our parents and our caretakers and they are very intolerant to our emotions, you know? So we're also made to be intolerant of them. That 
is cause for some trauma, honey. Definitely. <laughs> and and not only that, we're alone with it. We have to deal with it alone. Because we get abandoned. And like that is an emotional pain. Anyway, getting abandoned and isolated from and then having to deal with your own emotions, these heavy things that you don't even know how to deal with them alone. Child. We're alone with this grave pain, you know, with this shame that is the complete opposite of our natural vibration. You know, our heart. Your heart is the realest thing. It's your realest shooter out there. It's raw. It's truth. And it will tell you the raw truth. And a lot of people think that, oh, the heart, like, it's this, like, frivolous thing. It's so, um, it's, like, so complicated. But, like, no, that's our own understanding of it that makes it complicated. Your heart be talking to you and it be telling you the raw truth, but you don't want that thing to be true. So your mind twists and contorts it in order to protect you. And then we have these patterns of our mind that we're also in that causes us to act emotionally immature, honestly. And I say that without judgment, but I just, I couldn't find like a nice way to say that. I'm not laughing at y'all. But yeah, our heart is the purest and rawest part of ourselves as human, especially as sensitive as children, you know? And so naturally, our heart will be confused, deeply confused by shame. Because think of it. Number one, we got to get something down, Pat. Shame, like our heart is like heaven. Well, love that our heart holds is like heaven, you know? And it's just a raw vibration. You know, it's truth. It connects. It just feels like, I don't even know how to explain it. But it's the highest vibration. You know, it contains the highest vibration that you can feel. Shame is the complete opposite of that. It contains the lowest vibration. It lowers our vibration, whereas love lifts it, you know? And so our heart, and like for us to feel shame, for it to come into our energy field and impact us. And because when we're children, we're so sensitive and heart-centered, You got to understand there comes like we don't come into this world knowing shame. You know, Adam and Eve did it. (laughs) Child, this ain't even that type of podcast, but like that's a good analogy. That story. We are made to feel shame by another person. There's a first time we feel it. You know, and so. That's why feeling shame for us, shame is at like the, the, the heart, quote unquote, of every wound. It's at the base of every wound that we've ever felt. 
you know, it all leads back to shame and this base feeling of shame. And so that is not something that we know inherently just how to hold. And that's why trauma is trauma. Harm is harm. Emotional harm is harm. You know, because we encounter shame for the first time. It's like an earthquake within. We don't know how to deal with it. Our heart does not know how to hold it. You know, when it comes in contact with our energy, it wants to spit it out. But we don't know how. We don't have the tools to process it. And it just sits on top, you know, like oil and water, like a virus. And that starts the process to creating the shadow of being split into these different parts because of this virus that is shame. You know, that lowers our vibration greatly. And also, like, we're children. We're very heart-centered. We're very sensitive. So that's another layer to it. That's why I think, like, bullying, while it may, like, there are certain things that can't get to us right now, as you know our adult selves but as a child there's a reason why it was so traumatic because that was like one of the first times we were experiencing shame you know for our personhood for something that we didn't even know was a problem so understand that and consider that when you think about your own emotional wounds that you have to heal from that are from your parents. And anyone, even yourself, who try to doubt it, you know, its existence or its validity or its graveness, its importance, you know, it was heavy. Very, very heavy. That's why you're here now. And shout out to you for being here because you're trying to figure out how to hold it. You know, this is you trying to figure that out, how to hold it. This is all of us. I feel like we all go through life. Like life's journey is figuring out how to hold shame in a way, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this is how the shadow is created, our shadow selves, where it's this process of disconnecting ourselves from not only our own emotions, but also from like these base parts of ourselves, disconnecting our true raw selves from it, disconnecting from it and then putting it in the background. So that you only present this image to people that they approve of. And so, as you can see, we are always carrying, when we like compartmentalize ourselves and we have a shadow, we are always carrying someone else's shame that they put onto us. And this is why energy work and understanding energy and subtle energy is so important to me. 
you know, because we don't deserve to be walking around with other people's energy, other people's shame and other people's emotional baggage, which I'll get into in a little bit. High key, this episode is going to have to be a two-parter because it gets juicier, honey. (laughs) And so this is the process of disconnecting ourselves from our own emotions because of someone else's disconnection from their emotions and inability to provide emotional safety to you as a child. And to go further... This is how we are handed down and passed down our parents' emotional baggage and their parents and their parents and so on and so forth. These bags that are usually never sifted through, you know, they don't even know like what's in it themselves because of fear, are just handed down as an inheritance, you know, with an insistence that we carry it, that we hold it and that we take it on. Because to be honest, and I'm happy to get into it and help y'all understand because it's so juicy. This inheriting of emotional baggage to them is emotional closeness. Let me say that one more time. This inheriting of emotional baggage to them is emotional closeness. And I'll tell you exactly why. We'll get into it actually right now. Absolutely. Energetically, this is intimacy to them. Because this is an energetic way for them to not be emotionally alone. told y'all it would get juicy this is energetically a way for them to not be emotionally alone to hand down their baggage to you yeah to deal with the abandonment that they faced the rejection and all of that because they faced it and now they don't know how to deal with those emotions outwardly and on the surface they don't know what to do with this energy it's like in their subconscious and they're reacting to it all the time they don't know why and they don't know how to hold it because you got to understand this is something and this is the juicy thing and I made a TikTok about this shout out to you if you're here from that TikTok and y'all know what TikTok I'm talking about but in the TikTok I was talking about something that I perceived with the older generation you know is that power was made priority over love. And of course, that has so many that I already know, already knew, that has so many layers to it. You know, it has historical layers. It has to do with slavery, especially when you think about the Black community and come into this country going through slavery and, you know, like a white patriarchal system and how power was used on us and then we inherited that view of power we inherited patriarchy in the specific way that american patriarchy it's like it's just so layered it's so layered child and i'll let you you know figure out those layers 
and go through that journey because it's a journey, honey. And it's kind of a fun one. If you, you know, you're a student like me, a student of life. I graduated child. I mean, um, yeah. And I'm very happy about it because <laughs> no more papers. Oh my gosh. Even though I'm a writer, honey, like nobody, I didn't like having to do eight page papers in like the same week. Like, I don't like that kind of writing. <laughs> Child. The American school system. <laughs> Let me get back on topic. Um, especially because editing me is going to be like, girl, shut up and get on with it. And I'm getting on with it, Nicole. Okay. So they, yes, power was a priority over love. One person had to be in ultimate power. The second person, which was usually the man, you know, second person in a place of authority, which was usually the wife and the children or the child on the other side submitting. So in order, like this is a structure and in the structure you have roles. So in order to be accepted, everyone had to play their role. You know, the head had to be the head, had to be the second person in delegation. And then the two children had to be on the bottom, submitting their power constantly. So the other people could be in power and have their power. You know, it is, it's very codependent like that. It's of an inherent codependent nature because if one person doesn't play the role, then the whole structure, like a house of cards. And so, like, how really, like, solid is it? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, yes. If they don't, the whole structure of hierarchy gets disrupted. Because you're not allowing the people or the person up top fulfill their role as the authority. In the way that the structure calls for, you know? And so, in this sense, the child must mold themselves to this role, you know, to this way of being and reject any and everything that does not allow them to exist within this role, you know, because they are literally rejected emotionally if they do not contort themselves into this role. Because to be in the role then that means a bunch of different underlying energetic things, which we'll definitely get right into. Number one, you are allowing the people in authority to be in power because to them, to be in power within this dynamic, someone has to give up. You know, you have to had to give up yours and comply and submit. Second thing, you are accepting them. This is what this energetically means. You are accepting and validating them as an authority, a role they may have been waiting their whole lives to be part of because of their need as a child to give up their power to be in their role and not what well, to and to be accepted and not rejected. You know? And so your submission is incredibly validating to them. Who? Just, just sit with that. 
just sit with that. And like I'm I'm thinking of all the lay all the ways in that it's that's layered. Because when you think about it historically, like this has an energetic line to it. Like I see it right now in my mind. So many of us as black people had to give up our power. You know, our people were literally enslaved. Power non-existent, not even seen as human, seen as three-fifths of a person, as a, of a human. And so, this is why this aspect of power is so prevalent in our families. And... This is why discipline, physical discipline was so, and, and and just like emotional discipline as well, like emotional harm. This is why it's so prevalent in our community because I do know and acknowledge the fact that you had to be in line. You had to make your chil- make sure your children were in line so that y'all ain't get in trouble, quote unquote. Well, not even quote unquote trouble, but y'all ain't getting in trouble by the overall authority in the society, you know? So there's a lot of that that goes into it. And so when you think about the energetic line that has to do with finally being validated as powerful, as an authority, this is why there's just this, you know, scrunch for power in our households. I feel like my ancestors are just showing me that whole picture right now. And you know what? I'll journal about it later, but let's get on with this episode. So all of that is energetically happening, but also three, you are accepting them and their extension of intimacy when you take on this role. Because they say energetically, if you comply, then you get to be part of this group, of this family, and close to me, and accepted by me, and everyone else. And for you to want that, for you to want that acceptance over closeness and connection to yourself, then that must mean something. Mm-hmm. And so important things to humans like acceptance and closeness are based on obedience and submitting and ultimately power and fulfilling a role and not genuine love. It has no emotional basis. And so this structure, in order for people's emotional needs to get met in some way, this is where all of the underlying and like energetic communication comes into play. Because nothing is on the surface. In this structure, nothing can be on the surface. And in part two, I'll get into why. 
But that subtext, that underlying context that we as children are not privy to because it ain't real. But we feel it because it's energy and we are emotional beings. And so we are energetic beings. We feel we felt that something was off, whether we complied to the role or not, we still felt it and we're feeling it now. We're feeling that disconnection from ourselves and we're not knowing exactly what it is. We're feeling something is missing. A puzzle piece is missing. And it's something that nobody else can give us. It's something that a role cannot give us. And we see now that it's something that someone else's acceptance cannot give us. Because someone else's acceptance cannot fulfill the energetic space in our core that comes, well, not comes from, but that's missing, which is our acceptance of ourselves. We got to get all of that thing, all of those things that we put in our shadow in the background. And we have to bring it to the forefront through our fear and shame And we have to learn how to let our hearts transmute that shame into forgiveness, which consists of compassion and love for ourselves so that it can come to the front again. And then we can fill that hole in our core because we can't fill it. And that's the thing. We're trying to fill it with all of these other things that we get addicted to. You know? Some of us, honestly, like me, honey, I love a good meal. Some of us try to fill it with food. Others of us try to fill it um, with sex, you know? Other, others of us try to fill it with people. And, and, and um, what is it? What do they call it? Relationship something. Or it, serial relationships. Or just other people's validation, having a lack of boundaries, but trying to get everyone else's validation, you know? And this is so layered, but this is why this work is important because our emotional boundaries and our energetic boundaries have been weakened by this. And we keep them weakened in order to try to fill up that core. And filling it up with our own energy and not reinventing the wheel. You know, like it's so simple, but it's so complex at the same time. But we already are equipped with the things that we need. We just don't believe it yet. And we just don't know how. But we have it. It's in the back of us. It's in our shadow. You know? Who? Huh, child, 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 child. And so this subtext that is just energy, it's not of the heart. 
That's why the heart doesn't recognize it. But your body does. Your body recognizes it. And it tries to put you up on game. That's why you were confused. And it felt weird. That's why trying to perceive... Or that's why perceiving, but then trying to figure out like what's the deal with these underlying subtexts and this lost context to things in the society. That's why it's so confusing. And it can be difficult, especially when you tie in neural divergence to it. You know? A lot of people that helped me to understand that this was even a thing were autistic people, you know, people on the spectrum on TikTok talking about this subtext (laughs) to like, uh, just like this underlying subtext in just natural conversation with people and the way that they respond to you. If you simply say, no, you don't want anything. And then they get offended or they ask you like something objective. Like, oh, do you want some, um, say like some olives? Like, oh, you want some olives with that? Or you want some olives? And you're like, oh, no, I don't really like olives. And then they're just like, they look at you like they get offended for some reason. It's weird. (laughs) And if you ever want to, you know, find out more about that from just like a a physical of this world (laughs) um, perspective, I would definitely get on TikTok if you're not already. It has a lot of good information, juicy information that will really make you think. And, you know, just type in like probably the tag like subtext or something. And it should come up. But yeah, the heart doesn't recognize it. It's twisted and contorted. And that's why we don't outwardly recognize it. Because it ain't real. It's twisted and broken down into something other than its original raw truth. You know? But also... That's why we have to be broken down and taken from our original raw truth and our original raw true selves. And we have to be broken down emotionally in order to fulfill that role that they need. That they need, keywords, they need. And I really want you to take this in and I want your inner child to take this in and I want you, your heart to take this in and I want you to take this in energetically. This is just a role. It's not real in true life. Like just take that in. It's just a role concocted by emotional immaturity. Concocted by inner children who are not seen or heard for years in adult bodies trying to be seen and heard. 
you can break away from it. And that's why we heal. So that we can break away from these fake complexes that are like keeping us held down in these roles that we don't even fit and we never did. It can keep us from or stomp us from living or continuing to live lives that are not of us, that are not real, that don't speak to our truth and our core, our core values that we may not even know yet that are underneath our surface, that are in that background. Hmm. This is why we heal. And this is why we learn about energy. You know? This is why I think it's so important. Because when you're put up on game, I was going to say if you're put up on game, but like, let me not introduce lack. When you're put up on game... It changes your whole entire life because you're able to peep and maneuver around it. And you're able to know, number one, that you're not bugging and you haven't been bugging. And that's extremely cathartic. And then you're able to trust yourself more. And then you're able to declare with strength and confidence that's not mine that's yours and it belongs to you it doesn't belong to me you're able to say that out loud if you want but also energetically energetically (laughs) you're able to say that just with your demeanor so that people that are used to doing that stay away from you because you're not open for business anymore You're not dealing out your own energy no more. And you should not have to, to be able to to have connection with other people. And I know, given the reality that we've been made to live, another person's emotional experience that they set and another person's emotional precedent, which we'll get into in part two. Uh, Yeah, I have to break up this episode. But when you're living in that, it it seems like that's all that there is and that you can't move away from it and that people won't want to connect with you if you don't fulfill and stay in this role and you're you're not the giver anymore. And if you, yeah, if you move away from being the giver and and you incorporate some boundaries that people won't want anything to do with you anymore, you'll be alone because... That's only because it happened when we were children. But you got to understand and tell yourself, usually every day, tell your inner child, the circumstances are different. We are grown up now. People treat us different now. The circumstances are different. We're different. We can stand up for ourselves now. We can pick and choose who we spend time with now. Mm -hmm. 
it can be different now. And that's also what healing is, convincing yourself of that, that it can be different. And each and every stage of healing, you'll come back to this statement that it can be different. I do all the time. Who child. And so that it's just so much. But that's why we got to be broken down emotionally in order to fulfill a role that they need. And in order to meet them where they are and they need you to be energetically. You know, because it's the shame that we feel that that takes us down there, too. You know, from the rejection, from the abandonment, from not being accepted. And I just want you to, like, realize, isn't all of this crazy? Like, this is crazy to think about that. All of this is going on underneath the surface. And in some family structures, nobody knows it. You know? It usually takes the sensitive person, even if they don't come to this understanding, just an understanding, you know, of some sort. But all of this is going on unconsciously, behind the surface, behind the scenes, you know, on the surface, they are saying, I'm not accepting this behavior don't know why because but they're just saying I'm not accepting this behavior but we take it because of you know what it means I am not being accepted you know and I don't want to fulfill this role because it's making me like it just doesn't feel good but to them it's I'm not accepting that behavior you're gonna do as I say And then all this shame is going around. And they don't realize that we're being broken down by the shame in order to meet them there at that role so that we comply. And that's the frustrating thing about it all. Because, like, they don't know. They don't understand how that works. And they may and they may never. They may never validate that for us. But I guess that also comes with having that idea that they cannot save us. And and we don't need someone else to save us. But fuck if it would help a lot. <laughs> To like have my emotional experience validated and like accountability taken, it would definitely, you know, put me over some leaps and bounds. But child, in a perfect world, <laughs> if you don't take on this role, if you don't accept it, the secret inheritance, you know, so that you can play your part in the structure, then child, emotional hell breaks loose. Trust me, who take it from me. Ha <laughs> ha!
<laughs> take it from my experience. Um, because to them, emotionally, under the surface, energetically, this feels like rejection. That's why a lot of us were called selfish when we naturally did not comply to this incredibly awkward way of being emotional and ultimately part of the family. This incredibly awkward way of meeting them emotionally, being for the, there for them emotionally, partaking in emotional intimacy with them in this way. So ultimately... If you review your childhood, you may remember, whether with your mind or your body, through feeling how you were made, either outright or energetically, out to be selfish and unloving for not meeting your parents, your caretakers at their emotional and energetic state. Because of the rejection that they felt because of it. This is why it's muddy. It's so intricate. It's energetic. Reading energy is really like a skill. And all humans have that ability. It just takes the healing to feel it. And then to start to understand it. You know, and I'll definitely get into some resources for it because I feel like we all deserve to to um, learn it because like I said, it'll put us on to some game, to some game, some game, honey. And so I'm here to tell you something real connected to that about how we're made to be selfish and unloving because of the rejection that they feel by our unwillingness to comply with this awkward way of being emotional. I'm here to something tell you something real that will combat that guilt that you feel and the shame because, you know, we internalize it definitely. Because this is why I said it was emotional hell, because we're children and we naturally trust our caretakers to literally survive. You know, we don't understand all of this, all of what's happening yet. And so we just naturally kind of comply and readily internalize, you know, and that's why these things become beliefs within us. Someone else's shame becomes a belief within us energy honey but I'm here to tell you meeting them at that place was never your responsibility take that in meeting them at that place was never your responsibility as a child as a child remember you are You're a literal little being on this earth at one point for not even a year, for months, for days, for seconds. You were at one point inches long. At one point, you couldn't even talk. At one point, you only cried. At one point, you shit yourself (laughs) and had to have somebody else clean it up. You know? 
You are a child on this earth, single digits into double digits. Like, think about that. Take off that responsibility. Take off that weight about not being good enough and not being able to do this and because you weren't able to fulfill a role and all of that. That's not yours. And you have a right to declare that's not mine. That was never supposed to be my responsibility. I should not have had to fulfill a role in order to be accepted into the family. To have my natural self accepted. Why also should I have felt shame for your inability to accept someone as they are? Why should your emotional immaturity be my shame? And I think that is what hurts so much about healing. Realizing how much other people's wounds were made our responsibility. And now it's our responsibility to heal it. (laughs) And heal like our reaction to it, you know, like. (sighs) But I want you to hold that. You know, take a breath, look around, do what you need to do, but just hold it within you. Let it sit on your heart so that it can experience something real again, (laughs) that it understands because it was never your responsibility as a child. It was never your responsibility and they had no right to make you feel like it was. Like if you didn't take on these heavy emotional burdens, especially being while being made To feel like you yourself were a burden by having emotions, you know, that you didn't love them or were being wrong and and, and spiteful and mean and selfish. Meanwhile, you were just trying to advocate for yourself. But also, you were just trying to find your footing in all of this literal, emotional, and energetic chaos that was going on that you didn't even know that you even recognize you know that's heavy because not only did you have to deal with your shame but also the shame and baggage of someone else us someone else who gave you that shame in the first place who gave you that shame in the first place so I promise it wasn't your fault for not taking a grown person's weight of emotional energy that they, could, they couldn't they could even hold. And that's why it's okay to energetically say that that's not mine. That's why it's okay to set boundaries. That's why it's okay to reject that energy and reject the emotions people try to energetically put into you so that they can feel validated as if they have someone there with them in their emotional experience. Mm -hmm. Because that's ultimately what we want and need as children, you know? And this is their inner child crying out for help. Yeah. And I know it's sad to think of that in that way see your parents and your caretakers and other people in your life that way and you can feel for them and have empathy for them 
but not so much so that you open up your boundaries and follow their demands that you take on their emotional baggage so that they don't feel rejected. That's simply not your job. You got to come to a point, especially on my people pleasers out there. That's not your job. It was your role. And you don't have to fulfill that role anymore. Because it was never your job and it was never supposed to be. And those emotions are not yours to deal with. And it may feel like you're being hard on them, like you're being hard on people for not taking that on, that you're being unloving. And you may be convinced that you are, but you're simply choosing yourself, which is not something to feel bad or guilty for. We may just feel guilty because it's the complete opposite of what we know of the role But you're not bad or unloving or a selfish person for wanting only your energy within your energetic space. You're loving yourself and the people around you by doing that. Because you're showing to yourself that you can love without depleting your resources. You're showing your heart something real that it recognizes again. And you're allowing other people to save themselves and not enabling a codependent pattern in which they are looking to be saved. And you can also be with them as they go on that journey. You know, you can support them if you want, if you feel like that's something safe for you to do for yourself, but you cannot feel it for them. You cannot take it on. They have to believe and feel that they have the strength and go on the journey to discover that strength that will ultimately save them. And so that's part one, y'all. I hope y'all were able to see and perceive how energy be working underneath the surface, child, because it's a trip. Take it from me. But also, I hope this really opened you up to seeing just how much of a spiritual being that you are inherently, how much of an energy perceiver you are inherently, and how you have the power to perceive and see energy by feeling, and just how much we feel energetically, but may not actually name it as that or understand it as that. You know, so now we get to resources. Um, There's two books that really helped me to understand it in depth. One is called Energetic Boundaries. And the second is called The Subtle Body, an encyclopedia of your energetic anatomy. And they're both by Cindy Dale. And lastly, there is this amazing energy worker among, you know, other titles that I'm sure she has by the name of Miriam Hasna. Her name is spelled M-A-R-Y-A-M-H-A-S-N-A-A. 
and uh, also be in the description child and i suggest you look her up on twitter because child does she have a pen that has a pen that has a pen that has a pen that has a pen she talks so much about energy and energetic boundaries and her own journey with it and it's really insightful and helpful and it's helped me and it's introduced me to this world of just perceiving energy what i've understanding what i've already been perceiving that literally that pretty much so she also has some videos on youtube and um like some virtual lessons that she's done that you can check out you know if you're drawn to this whole phenomenon of energy work like i am um and yeah i feel like this episode is so juicy that's why it's so long and I really hope that y'all get the absolute most out of it that I was able to put into it both physically but also energetically so yeah that's it for me thank y'all so much for listening and for watching I really hope that y'all learned um and I'm just really happy to be a resource on anyone's journey because like I said, all of this, it, it's so juicy. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for being here. I'll see y'all and y'all will hear me in the next one. Bye.